So welcome to this edition of Douglasville Impact. I'm your host, Steve Jones, and I'm joined today by Burke Brennan, Director of Communications from Brookhaven, the city of Brookhaven, and Marcel English, Digital Communications Supervisor for Fulton County. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us. So this is what we want to talk about for the next few minutes, and that is what we do as government communicators. Burke, let's start with you. Tell us about what you do for Brookhaven. I'm the Director of Communications for the uh, City of Brookhaven. I manage a department of three, and uh, we are a, uh, uh, the external engagement function of the city. Uh, we are a support uh, function of the city. We support other departments in getting their message out, and we're trying to, uh, always to uh, maximize engagement with the, uh, with the public and let them know about the good things that's happening in the City of Brookhaven. Great. Marcel, what do you do? As digital as digital comms uh, supervisor, I am the lead on all of our digital engagement with the county. Anything from our website to our chatbots to our apps, um, anything that our constituents as well as our internal employees uh, can touch from a digital perspective. We want to make sure that everything that we do um, has that digital feel. Um, that's where we're going. Um, we've been able to see the impact that digital has had during the pandemic um, and other things. So we're understanding how important it is to meet our citizens as well as our employees where they are. Awesome. So in your world of communication, what do you think stands out as your biggest roadblock to getting the message out to your constituents? Start with you, Marcel. Um, I think what it is is that making sure that we have the tools in the toolbox, like I said, that meet them where they are. Um, you know, as, as, we, as we talk about podcasts, as we talk about apps, as we talk about chatbots, as we talk about websites, a lot of these things are new for people. Uh, for our younger demographic, it's not so much, but as we start to get um, with our older uh, citizens, as well as sometimes with our older employees, that technology barrier is there. And making sure that we are educating them on how these particular tools can best help them utilize our services. Well, that's great. What about you, Bert? Um, uh, just to, an extension upon that, you know, we're trying, we're, the struggle for us is trying to uh, engage with our public before they need to engage with us because okay. then it's, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly in a reactive posture mm -hmm. on that. But uh, in, unless people need the government, they don't really want to engage with the government. Why, why would they, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're trying to uh, generate content, uh, generate information, and, uh, and, and put things out there that's easily accessible, uh, and, then, and then be ready for those, for those times when we, when we, when we don't uh, reach that 100% ideal. And I think something else that's key to what you said is making sure, um, like you said, making sure that they are comfortable coming to you because we do have the answers to a lot of the questions that they have. Um, you know, I talked a lot uh, a couple of days ago about uh, monkeypox vaccinations. Um, so people are out here, they're Googling us, they're sending us messages on social, but we have the answer. It's right there on our website. You know, getting people, and I hate to say trained, but getting it in their minds that they can come to us when they need help uh, versus when they just want to um, complain about something that's going on you know we're also here to help you yeah I, I think I think your point is right and um, people need to get in the habit you know you we, we steer everybody constantly you know if you just go to the website you know and, and we, our website has a great search function you put in the uh, information and you're gonna get a couple pages or at least a couple of 
hits that it's, it's going to sit, put you in the right direction. And same thing for our social media. We're always telling people we post constantly. Follow us on Facebook, and, and we'll and we'll keep up with that. Tell me about chat bots and how you use that. So we actually have two chatbots. One sits on our website, and it's our COVID-19 chatbot. Um, and it's across our website, and you can put in any question related to COVID-19, uh, whether it's um, you're trying to get testing or you're trying to find somewhere for vaccination. Um, you have a question about who's eligible for vaccination. Um, the great thing about a chatbot is that um, a citizen can get on at 3 o'clock in the morning and they can get the answers that they need. Um, and that particular chatbot is also manned by our Board of Health. So if there's a, a question that can't be answered via the chatbot, it will ask you, do you want to chat with a live person? And so it will send to, um, to our Board of Health Department and, and whoever is on at that particular moment uh, between the hours of 8 and 5. Um, they can actually chat and have some real live conversation with somebody. Our second chatbot lives on our Health and Human Services app. Uh, our Health and Human Services app, we created for our health, uh, for of course, for our Health and Human Services departments, uh, which is about six in Fulton County. And this chat bot speaks to anything that our Health and Human Services departments offer, whether it's our senior services, whether it's our uh, 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 developmental disabilities or um, our arts and cultures. If you have a question about you're looking for an upcoming event, if you need help with uh, trying to find find the closest uh, facility that can treat an adolescent. Uh, if you're looking for a health facility that can deal with older adults and dental, all of these answers are in that chat bot and you can get in there and ask that question. Um, as we were creating the chat bot, the biggest thing with that is the back end. It's, it's creating the questions. So you have to put yourself in the shoes of the citizen and ask the questions that you think that they want to do. So you kind of start with where does this happen, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. And then you start pulling questions af after that. Um, and then you really engage uh, with the departments. Uh, and those departments can help you uh, facilitate questions that they get. Because, I mean, as communicators, we know what we, we know from a high level, but then engaging that department because they're in it every single day. Uh, and so find out the questions that they're, that they're getting and then add those to the chat box. So you're constantly updating and making that information relevant. But it's a great way, again, to meet people where they are at whatever particular time. And then, again, with the um, one that's on the Health and Human Services app, if it does not um, give you the answer that you're looking for, it will give you a phone number and somebody to call during those particular hours. And is that a service that you sign up for? You can actually just go on to our Health and Human Services app. That app is you can download it either in the Apple Store or mm -hmm. Google Play Store, um, and that particular chatbot is there. The one, the COVID nineteen is on the website. Wow, that's cool. I, 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 that's really interesting. That is a uh, because I think we've all interacted with chatbots in some way. Mm -hmm. um, I just recently my internet service went out, and uh, so I was on a chatbot with a large telecommunications company that shall mm -hmm. remain nameless and I was scared I thought oh this is gonna be a, a pain it actually worked out really well uh, I was yeah. able to, to schedule uh, a repair yes and I think I did wind up chatting with a live person right. after we went through all the steps right and they said anything else you need I said no and it really worked out fine yeah. so that's good anything creative like that that you guys are trying Bert? 
No, we're looking into that technology. Yeah. Where our, we, we don't have any of that uh, uh, on our website right now in any capacity, but well, it's something we're probably integrating within the, within the next year. But part of, our, part of our issue with the city of Brookhaven is we're a limited services government. Um, we do police, permits, pavement, and parks. And a lot of, everything else was, is covered by the county. So uh, animal services, sanitation, uh, uh, water uh, and sewer services. Mm -hmm. Um, when there's a, when there's a when there's a problem, our residents call us. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, we we could certainly use that function not only to explain what it is that we do, but how do they get the information and the resources and the questions answered uh, for all of the agencies that that uh, that we do not serve. So, of your different methods of communication, do you have one you think it's the that is the most effective? Social media. Social really? media is, 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 the, is, the most, is the most effective because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's instantaneous and, it, and it, um, it speaks to people where, wherever they are at the mm -hmm. time. Any particular of the social media channels works best for you? Depends on what it is. Uh, you know, uh, for, for static events, we're still on Instagram and Facebook for the most part. But if it's something that's, that's, uh, that's developing, happening, it's, it's, it's Twitter for us. But mm -hmm. we have... Uh, Ten social media channels. We've got is you know uh, three of them dedicated Spanish exclusively, uh, one in one in one exclusive to parks and recreation, one exclusive to uh, police. And the police, of course, the police, uh, Twitter and Facebook do very very well. Wow, that's uh, really smart doing a second language like that. Anything you guys are that you really feel like is is being received well by the public, Marcel? I would definitely have to say um, our voter app. Um, in Fulton County, voting is huge. And we created an app called Fulton Votes. And with that particular app, you can get everything from where to drop your absentee ballot. You can register to vote on the app. Um, it'll send you straight to um, the Secretary of State's page, and you can do that. You can find out where is the closest polling place. And the great thing about the app, one of the things that I absolutely love, the best feature, is that on Election Day, you can pull up that app and find out what is the wait time at any of the 200-plus voting locations that we have in Fulton wow. County. So people always complain about not knowing when to vote or if they're going to get there and it's going to be a line and they're trying to go during lunch where they can just download the app, pull up that particular feature, and then see what is the time. And then it also shows you from the previous election uh, what the, the vote time was. You know, like when you go to Google and it'll say, like, this was a high time um, at this particular, say, if you're going to a restaurant, um, this was the busy time. So it kind of shows you from the last time time uh, what the busy time was and then it kind of helps you but you can see in real time um, at 2:15 in the afternoon you're trying to go to the elementary school down the street to vote it will tell you um, how long the wait is that is great well Marcel English digital communications supervisor for Fulton County and Burke Brennan director of communications from Brookhaven I thank you both for being on the show this is great information thank you for thank having you. us thank you thank you for joining us and thank you for joining us for this edition of Douglasville impact <laughs>